Hallelujah. Tonight's discipleship night. We've been studying the precious word of the greatest teacher, Jesus, as he taught his disciples. If you haven't been here before, uh, you can catch up from all last year, the entire year. And we're still not through with it yet, but getting close. Matthew chapter 7, tonight will be with verse 24. Last week, of course, you know, the week before last, it was false prophets in disguise, judging the fruit. Uh, then we learned last week about not everyone who calls him Lord, Lord, will enter into, the, into heaven and be disqualified. And then tonight, verse 24 says, anyone who listens, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. How many of you know you want to build wisely and you want to be wise? Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and flood waters rise and the wind beats against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse a mighty crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers or religious laws. I just want to share this tonight as we study this part about building our house upon the rock. Of course, I know it's a message we've all heard, but there's some things I hope that really get to us. And of course, what Jesus has been speaking about judging the fruit, wolves in sheep's clothing, about being genuine, and all the things I shared with you last week. There's some professing, but some possessing. Some professing, but some are possessed by him. And the thing about building our house upon the rock is speaking of there about uh, being uh, totally uh, living a real life, a profession of faith that makes right decisions, wise decisions. How many wants to live making wise decisions? Amen. So we don't have to read. How many of you know the worst thing in the world? We've got some carpenters in here. I know Brandon and his dad, they build things and everything. And Daryl's carpenter and others. Worst thing in the world is to put a whole lot of time and work and money into something then have to tear it up because you didn't do it right the first time. Or some of us building just a little TV stand, and we don't need instructions. And then left over with all the extra parts. And then while your wife is standing there saying, Baby, I told you so. Point two. Part B said to do this. And you said, Oh, yeah, I know. I can see you know. How do you know we don't know sometimes? And so that's why we have the manual, and it teaches us how to build on a solid rock. Now, one of the things is none of us are exempt from storms. It says that the rains, and the wind, and the flood is going to come. Storms are going to come. How many of you know the last hur the hurricanes we saw this year? What wasn't destroyed by the first hurricane, many things were destroyed the second time by the second hurricane. And how many of us have stood through maybe some storms, but sometimes other storms we haven't? The Lord wants to teach us and form us to where we are able to stand the storms of life all the time that they do come. But it takes a quality decision. He talks about being a hearer and a doer, both things. Now, the thing about I want you to see, it says he built his house. Say house. A house speaks of security. A house speaks of peace. A house speaks of protection. A house speaks of security, peace, and protection. And these days, it's going to be real easy that if we haven't been building upon the foundation, the rock of our salvation, Christ Jesus, it's going to be real easy because the person on the sand is going to fear. The person on the sand is going to worry. The person who's built upon the sand 
is going to want to run. And you know, when you build these big skyscrapers like the Tokyo Plaza in Japan, they had to dig like, I forgot how many feet down and work six months just on the foundation before they start building up. And the thing about it is, is that when you hear the words of men, that, that's why it says, he who hears the sayings of who? He who hears this, whose sayings? He says, my sayings. He who hears and does my sayings. It's not the Christian who says, it's not the so-called Christian who says, oh, I don't see nothing wrong with going to church. I don't have any problem with church. I don't have any problem with the Bible. I don't have any problem with the way they sing or the way they preach. You know, if, if they're happy with that, let them do it. But you know, the Bible says it's not just being a hearer, but a doer of the Word. And you see, when the floods and the storms come, we thank God He prepares us ahead of time. And when we're going through seasons of trials and we're going through seasons of things that we're going through, that's the time where we start digging. Listen to me. House represents fear. So when I'm attacked with fear, I mean, house represents protection. The person who builds upon the sand is not protected. House represents security. The person who's been building on security are really not mattering a whole lot, giving a lot of emphasis on the Word of God. They don't have much security in the future, what they're building on. And so that means, it says, Jesus said in the King James, He digs deep. Say that with me, He digs deep. He digs deep. That means... You go to Joshua, you don't have to go there, but you can read in Joshua chapter 1. It says, he meditates. Psalms 1, he meditates upon the Word of God day and night. That's digging. That's digging. You're not going through it right now, but you're still building that foundation. You're still digging. You're still laying that foundation so that when the storms do come, you're not caught by surprise. You've been studying the Word of God. You've been meditating upon the Word of God. And you know, it says, He who hears and does my sayings. In other words, when you're hearing men's sayings, you keep digging regardless of their criticism. I'm digging past the criticism. Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm digging past their judgmental religious ideas. They may not believe this, but I'm not building my foundation on what men say. I'm building my foundation on what Jesus says. And so while they keep saying, that ain't going to work, that's no good, that's not for today, I just dig on past criticism. And I dig past what man says. And I dig past my own opinions. I dig past my own feelings. I'm digging deep. And the more pressure I feel, the digger I more I feel I need to dig because there's a storm coming. Some type of thing's going to rise up against me and I need to be digging every day. I need to be preparing and I'm not preparing out of fear. Fear is not my motivator. It's getting close to Him who is my rock and my salvation. You see, I want to dig upon the cleft of the rock that when everything comes by, I'm in the one who is full of mercy, loving kindness and goodness, the powerful hand of God. I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock with my hand. I want to keep digging and digging. And the worse things get, bless God, the deeper we got to dig, baby. The more we got to meditate. The more we got to praise Him and, and worship and study on the power of the blood and the power of the name. And you know, the thing that will never lose its power is the cross of Calvary. Because at the cross of Calvary, I can get behind the cross and I can say, let the storms blow. Let the demons shout. Let hell rise up. All it wants to rise. But at that 
cross is the breaking point for the power of hell and darkness. And as long as I stand behind the cross of Calvary, that wind and that rain and that fight and those words and that criticism and that analyzing, let it come. I'm so known to the cross. And at the cross, sin was defeated. Death was defeated. The curse was defeated. Every storm, wind and rain that can rise up against you. That cross is the standard of God that it will not take you and drag you and make you a victim just drawn out with the waves. But I'm holding on to the cross of Jesus Christ. I believe in the cross. Preach the cross. Proclaim the power of the cross, the blood and the sacrifice and all it represents. Here and not a doer only. Hallelujah. I'm not going to pay attention and build on what's false and is upon man's opinion if I can't back it up with the Word of God. Amen. He who hears these sayings of mine, these sayings that are built upon my character. Come on, church. We could preach that right there. We read past that. And we talk about the foundation. We talk about the sand and all that. But he, stop right there. He who re- hears and does these sayings of mine. These sayings backed up by my character, by my nature, by my power, by my name, by my blood. The scripture that is sprinkled with the blood of the holiest of all. He who hears and does these sayings of mine. It's not a counterfeit. How many know? Brother Ricky's got a business. And I give him a counterfeit bill. He takes that counterfeit bill and he goes, buys something at the tackle shop. Now the tackle shop takes the bill and they pay their electricity bill with the money that Ricky gave them. And then the, the electricity company takes their money and goes to the bank. And it's done passed through all kind of hands, but when it gets to the bank and the bank finally gets that bill, they go, oh, this ain't the real thing. The counterfeit is known at the establishment. Well, that's what it's saying here. He say many will call and they say, didn't we prophesy in your name and do signs and wonders in your name? You can be a counterfeit can pass through the church, pass through the radio, pass through the TV. Pass through the bookstore. Pass right through the tube into your ears. A counterfeit can get away in a lot of places. But when it comes to the establishment of the judge, the one who made and knows all things in the hearts and the thoughts of man, the counterfeiter ain't going to counterfeit anymore because the real is going to be known and be brought to light. Amen, church. Woo! Are you ready for this? Listen. Appearance doesn't stand the storm. Both houses were built. They both looked good. Materials could have been bought from the same place. But if the foundation ain't right, you can build that house out of good Louisiana cedar. And you say that cedar is going to last for my great-grandkids. But if you don't have the foundation right, it's going to end up being a caban before you know it. It's going to fall to pieces. Why? 
the foundation has to withstand the storm. And that means we have to build, and we have to build a security that, that recognizes, and we've got to understand that it's not about looking good, but it's about building strong. Amen. Hallelujah. So we've got to build to withstand. It says, hear us and not do, uh, doers and not hearers only. Now I want to talk about something. He who receives these sayings of mine and does them. I want, you to, I want you to write this down. He who hears these sayings of mine and does them. There is no room to, there is no rights to analyze the word of God. There's no rights to analyze what Jesus teaches us. Because it's his word. If I have to analyze everything. Now you listen to what men say and you back, they got to back it up with the word. But if it's in the word. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not lie. Or all the other commandments and everything the Word teaches. And you go, well, you know, but you know, that was for those times. And you know, or whatever you want to start analyzing. You're building your house upon the sand. Some people want to analyze everything. Well, you know, I don't know about that. Well, then I know what your foundation's like. I don't know if it's God's will to heal. Then I know what foundation you have. I don't know if God can rescue me, then I know where your foundation is. Because it's the words of Jesus. When he would speak to them, it says they would hear and they would obey and they would leave and they would be healed. And they would separate them in groups of 50 and he would get two fishes and five breads and multiply it and, and give it to the people. Don't, the, the disciples. What is so little among so many? Stop analyzing what I'm telling you and just do it. I'm not asking you how many fishes and bread I'm giving you. I'm telling you do what I tell you to do. I want to bypass your own understanding and I just want you to trust me on this. <laughs> Woo! Amen, church. That's what we're going to be walking in the end times. Jumping, not knowing what's under the waters. You got it? Analyzing the counsel of God. Well, this is what I think. I don't care what you think. What does Jesus say? Oh, I believe God won't send everybody to hell because he's a loving God. Oh, I believe in the justice of God, but I also believe in the judgment of God. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I do. It's in the Word. And I'm not going to analyze because I'm not looking for an escape hatch anyway. I've got the blood. I believe God for the grace. God, Thank God for the blood that covers a multitude of sins. Thank God for the power of grace that gives me strength to stand. So I'm not making it on my own anyway. But I'm believing for the grace that's able to make me walk and be who I'm supposed to be by the grace of God. Amen. Mm. I've heard it all these years. Well, you know, my opinion. Well, your opinion won't stand before God. And everybody's got an opinion today on the news and everywhere else. But it won't stand before God. And we have to make sure that we're not trying to analyze God's Word and tell God what we believe it's supposed to mean. He says, these are my sayings. 
And cursed is anyone that changes a comma on my sayings. Cursed is anyone who adds to or takes away from my sayings. Because they're mine. So believe my sayings and don't be analyzing them. Amen. Analyzation of the scriptures never leads to truth. And truth only is the only thing that will take us to true repentance. Analyzing the word will not bring me to repentance. Because it will be maybe this and maybe that. And it's shaky like the sand. So we've got to take hold of the word of God. So I, I ask these questions. Do I accept the message placed in the scriptures? Do I believe the whole counsel of God? Do I believe in God's love and equally his wrath? Do I believe in his righteousness and mercy, but do I also believe in his judgment? Listen to this. Digs deep. This is another thing. A fool sticks to the easy messages. If you don't dig deep, and you build on the sand, you stay in the milk and never get in the meat. And you know, you want to always have a super hyped message. Something to make me feel good. But never something to make me feel bad. You're supposed to exhort me. For the word says, also rebuke. In love. You hear this? Dig deep. I'm not going to analyze this. I'm going to study. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to chew on it. But also, I just don't want to stay on the easy messages about how good I am. Thank God I was born again with John 3.16 in 1969. But if I am still at John 3.16 and I have not gone into other things since 1969, I stuck with the easy and the foundation. But it's not all the counsel of God. There's so much more. The wisdom of God, the knowledge, the understanding. Or, you know, so many people, well, you know, I just love this preacher. He always preaches encouragement and tells me that everything's going to work out all right. I want all the tapes of, because I like easy messages. Well, I tell you what, Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. But he said, you're not exempt, you will have tribulation. So get ready for the storms. Amen. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, the collapse will be mighty. Everything we're building is going to face the storm. Why is my marriage crashing? Why is my business crashing? Why is my life crashing? Why is my peace crashing? Why is my health crashing? Why is my joy crashing? Why is everything crashing? He said it. He says, if you build on the stand, when the storms come, it's going to crash and great will be the fall. Why so many homes? Why so many things crashing? What is it built upon? It says it'll crash. Jesus now turns to the real humble, genuine believers and he says, He who hears, write this down. The fools analyze. The wise commit. He who hears these words of mine and doesn't. That's a committer. I'm committed to do your word. I may not understand the tithe. I may not understand witnessing. I may not understand fasting. I don't understand what it means to give up food and water. I don't know what that does for me. 
but I'm committed to a life of fasting because you said to fast and you said to pray. And even though I don't see things happening, I'm going to commit to that because you said to do it and I don't have to understand it. I'm just going to do it. That's building upon the rock. Amen. Psalms 1, 11, 10, you don't have to look there. It says, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom and praise him forever. Look with me in James chapter 3. James chapter 3, verse 17. James three seventeen. Do you enjoy the Sermon on the Mount? I believe the Sermon on the Mount gets you on the Mount. James, 17, James 3, 17. This is the message translation. Look what it says. But you, friends, are well warned. Be on guard, lest you lose your footing. And get swept off your feet by these lawless, loose-talking teachers. Grow in grace and understanding of our Master and Savior Jesus Christ. Glory to the Master now and forever. Yes. Grow in grace. Don't, don't be built upon the values of others. Get the Word of God. 1 John 2.17 says that he who does the will of God abides. Say abides. Abides forever. His house, his security, his peace, his protection abides forever because he's building upon the rock. Now, it says that the wise man builds his house upon the rock. Who's the rock? Jesus. Look with me quickly in Hebrews chapter 11. Let me show you something here. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. Hebrews 11, verse 5. No, did I say 11? Okay, 8. I'm sorry. 8. I don't know why my 8 looks like an 11. Hebrews 8, verse 5. Hebrews 8, verse 5. This is the living. It says, They serve in a system of worship that is only a copy, a shadow of the real one in heaven. Now listen to this now. For when Moses was getting ready to what? Build. Say build. Build the tabernacle God gave him this warning. Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. In other words, the reason the wise man, the wise woman, the believer, builds upon the rock and can stand the storms and the test of time is because he's building according to the plans of the master architect. The builder isn't the architect. The builder knows how to build. But you pay $25,000 for somebody to come in, draw a bunch of plans, and get it fire marshal approved. He gets $25,000. Depends on the job, but a big building. He'll get twenty dollars to $25,000 just to draw the plans, just to get a fire marshal approved, just to get everything set up and get where the doors and the windows go. The architect won't pick up a hammer and won't drive a nail. But the builder knows he can't do it unless he gets the, the plans from the architect. Moses built in agreement with the architect. Noah built in agreement with the architect. David and Solomon built with the plans of the architect. This is saying you and I are supposed to build with the plans of the architect. And if we build with the plans of the architect, let the storms come. But tell you what, the word of God, when the storm came, the ark rose and all were saved. Build according to the plans of the architect. Amen. Luke 6, 48 says... 
He digs deep. He looks for the rock. Matthew 16, 15 through 18 says, Upon this rock. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 says, For no other foundation can anyone lay that which was laid, which is Jesus Christ. Luke 6, 47, Whoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, finds the rock, it digs beyond the sand, which is man's opinion, and digs beyond insecurity, digs beyond doubt, digs beyond doubt. Pastor, how can I have the faith? Keep on digging till you dig out and you dig past doubt and you hit the rock of faith. Amen. You keep on digging and you keep on digging. How many diggers do I have here? Come on. You know what? You know what? Until you hit the rock and you can stand and say, Hallelujah! I know that I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ until you hit the rock and you can shout out victory. You keep digging till you dig past doubt, analyzation, thoughts, anything that the devil's been bombarding your mind. You keep digging till you hit the rock and then you can stand in the face of anything and you can face that storm in the wind and you say, I shall not be removed. Because I'm on the rock. Proverbs 8, 17. Those who seek me diligently. Come on, church. Not just Sunday. Not just Sunday. Though many wants the easy message and the easy Christianity. I'm a Sunday church goer. Sunday morning. I want the easy message. I want the easy life. Digs deep. There's a price to pay. When I was in 7th, 8th grade, my friends and I used to play Cowboys and Indians and we had got under our house in, in Lafayette. And I, we found that the dirt was still, was real loose under there. So we started digging and our plans was to build a bat cave. And so we got under the house and we started building a bat cave. And we, we dug out real quickly, about a foot and a half, two feet. Man, it was a nice hole. But when we got a foot and a half or two feet under the house, that was the hardest. And our little garden tools, mama's garden tools, and the hammer and chisel and all that, it wasn't fun anymore. Forget the bat cave. Let's find something else to do. Because it just wasn't worth the price. Well, many times, we only have gone halfway. Quarter of the way. And we say, it's getting harder. Man, there's some persecution for believing this. There's some dividing from friends and family for believing like this. I don't think I want to dig any deeper. Then the storms come. And you... Waiting and saying, boy, I wish I would have dug while I had a chance to dig. Hmm? The rock. Trust in the rock for protection. Seven, Matthew 7.24 says, sayings of mine, my character, my word. He said in 7.21, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who does, say he who does. He the will of my Father in heaven. Committed. Committed to the Lord. Committed to digging and building. To be established in Christ, unshakable. You can just write down in your notes uh, Matthew 5, 10 through 12. Matthew 5, 10 through 12. Digging on the foundation. And let me show you something here. You know chapter 16. Jesus asked Peter, Who do men say that I am? And he says, You are the Christ. And he says, I will build my church. Upon me, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now listen. Get to the rock. Dig till you hit the rock. Build upon the rock. And then what does the next verse says? Behold, I give unto you the keys 
kept saying, come on, dig, find the rock and build. And if you build on the rock, I've got a set of keys that these keys stop, bind the wind. The keys bind the rain. The keys bind the devastation of the storm. If you build upon the rock, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So he's saying, you keep on digging. You start, you keep on believing and acting upon my words. Though some say I'm this and some say I'm that, but who do you say that I am? I believe you're the rock. He says, oh, then you're building like I want you to build. And then you're able to get those keys and you're able to stand upon the rock in the face of situations because everyone, everyone's house is going to face a storm. But blessed is the one who's built upon the rock that when the storms and the winds are blowing, when the devil's hollering and the doctor's report are evil, you can say, Say, wait a minute. Listen to I don't have it. Listen to the keys. These keys say I can bind you and I can bound you and I can paralyze you and I can incarcerate you because I have the excelsior. I have the authority of the dominion. Give it to be my God. I have dug upon the foundation of his sayings and his word. Therefore, he says, I'll give you the keys that whatever hell can come up with. You go ahead and bind it. You stand strong because I said that the theology, the theories, the decisions. The craftiness of Satan and hell will not prevail against you. Boy, I'm spitting, so I'm preaching. You better amen me. You better amen because I'm spitting tonight. I got a T.D. Jake spirit on me now. You better start shouting. The cross breaks the storm. The keys bind the storm. Oh, what do we do? They told you. Leave Galveston. They told you. Board up the windows. Get some water. Get some batteries. Get some batteries. Get some batteries and some tangol. And get ready because there's a storm coming. Oh, we're going to wait it out. Yeah, it waited you out. What happened? Pastor, I don't know what happened to my life. I do. Where were you on Wednesday night discipleship? I studied hard and you stayed home and watched something? I worked hard, got some meat, got some meals together, and you stayed home because it was a little cold? Why did everything shatter when the storm hit? Where were you in January of 09 when I was talking about he who hears my sayings? And you're not supposed to analyze. I told you tonight. Why weren't you here? Oh, I got that TV Jake's anointing on me. Tonight. <laughs> you hear? So glad you're here tonight, little Rockies. Glad you want to build upon the rock. Hallelujah. I got a special for you. If you get that ready, I want to finish early, but there's a song we were raised on by Edward Meat, 1834. My hope is built on nothing less 
than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On solid rock I stand, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Come on now. Come on now. Amen. <laughs> Woo! So I'm going to finish this with this song. I was raised in the 70s. Even though while we were getting ready to go to Southern Baptist Church, Daddy would turn it on and we'd listen to the Happy Goodmans. How many remember the Happy Goodmans? How many Vesta? Well, I want to finish this. I just want to bless some of y'all. I know you'll love this. You don't always get this type of music, but I just want to bless you with this. As you think about, they said the lighthouse is gone. But the man came back three days after the storm and said, lighthouse is still there. It's unmovable in the face of the storm. There's a lighthouse <laughs> on the hillside that overlooks life's sea. And when I'm tossed, it sings out a light that I might see. And the light that shines in darkness now will safely lead me over if it wasn't for that lighthouse my ship would sail no more everybody that lives
Let's praise the lighthouse. Let's praise Him. Hallelujah for the Word. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 Look at your neighbor and say, I, I'm going to make it through. Going to make it through. Now listen. He who hears and does these sayings of mine. And you may say, I have heard some weird stuff. I don't understand everything I hear. Don't ever forget about a little 14, 15 year old virgin who had an angel appear and said, you are with child. Oh, how can this be? Don't analyze it. And she said, be it unto me. Be it unto me according to your word, according to your saints. I'll step out and I'll go see Elizabeth. I'll lead Joseph to you, Holy Ghost. I ain't telling them I'm pregnant. Joseph is yours. But I'm going to step out by faith according to your word. Was she disappointed? She gave birth to the Savior. Everything we act on gives birth to the Savior's will and the Savior's word. We are privileged. Hallelujah. Are you blessed tonight? Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Have you enjoyed these messages on the Sermon on the Mount? Hallelujah. We've got a whole year and a few weeks worth of them. If you want to go back over them and they're getting put on the computer, but we bless you. Don't forget, we'll be here Sunday morning. Listen, yes, we got Teen Challenge Sunday morning. We've got about 30 young men who's like Nikki Cruz under the ministry of David Workerson, getting out of drugs, alcohol, jail sentences, you, you name it. Lost everything. Don't have nothing. We already got a pile of suits and ties and clothes to give to them. I mean, we're ready. To, they want to be preachers, every one of them. They're going to be here testifying and singing. And you talk about precious hearts. But listen, listen. Invite somebody to come who you know who may be struggling with anything that they feel of their life's out of control. Let them come hear testimonies that will give them help and give them hope. And listen, church, this year... We've got to have an encounter with the people, with one another, but with the new people. And listen, I, I, I want to ask you, when you saw we've had over a, over a dozen people get saved already this year. I want you to go to meet those people and get their phone number and reach out to them. And listen, I, 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 want, to do, I want to ask you to do something. Find out who their friend. Tell them, I want to meet your friends. And if y'all have a barbecue, if y'all watch a game, I want to meet your friends. And you don't have to tell them I'm a preacher or a teacher or, or a prophetess or whatever you are. You don't have to tell them any title. Just say, I'm just a brother and a friend and I want to get close to you. But every, I don't know, we've had over 12 get saved. But behind every 12 is a crowd of people waiting to get touched. And Sister Luella, and I know many more, they're praying, Lord, fill these seats, fill these seats, fill these seats. And, and the Lord adds to the church. But you know what? He says, I've called you to be fishers of men. Come on, I'm preaching Baptist tonight, huh, brother? <laughs> For we can pray all we want to. Lord, fill the church, fill the church, fill the church. And if he had some sayings of mine, you know what it would be? I'll call you to go fish. 
I've called you to be fishers of men. Keep praying. Don't quit praying. But get, get your nets. And behind every new person is a crowd to keep on fishing. And listen, they don't have to throw their beer or their cigarettes away. You may go, and it may be something that you're not used to. But you know what? If I got to this one, I can get to his friends. And if I can get to his friends, I'll get to all of his influences and we'll win this city. But it takes us to be fishers of men. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. (laughs) Say, I'm a fisherman. I'm a good fisherman. I've got good bait. My testimony is my bait to tell about how good my God is, my healing, my deliverance, my peace, my joy is the bait that God will use to win a harvest. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Hallelujah! That's some good preaching. Yeah! Some good preaching. Hallelujah. I, I, I tell you, maybe I'm getting Billy Graham's anointing. Hallelujah. Praise God. I pray every one of us gets Billy Graham's anointing. Reach out to the people. Go where they are. Can we go where the, where the eunuch is on the side of the road waiting for Philip the evangelist to pass by? For one, that one, behind that one was Ethiopia. Hey, 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 oh, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not, no, 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 I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish, you go sit down, babe. Behind, behind that eunuch, behind that eunuch, you don't have to find a eunuch necessarily, but behind that eunuch was Ethiopia. Behind little old Andrew was Simon Peter. And Andrew didn't make a big deloo, a big noise, never did, but he ran and said to Peter and the disciple that Jesus loved, who were partners, partners, cursing fishermen. And he ran over there and he says, come on. I found the one John's been talking about. I have found the Messiah. And that little quiet Andrew brought on the one who stood up in front of thousands after denying the Lord and making a mess for three and a half years and stood up and said, this is that that the prophet Joel spoke about. And 3,000 was saved and then 5,000 was saved. And Andrew got a huge crown in heaven because he got Peter who got the multitudes. The woman at the well didn't have a Bible school scholarship. In fact, she had the scholarship of prostitution. But she met Jesus. She went and got her whole town. Come see the one who told me all about my life. She baited him with her life. You already know what my life is. I ain't trying to influence you. You done threw rocks at me. I want to tell you about the one who's changed, rescued me. Oh, praise God. Mm. Lord, give us a heart for the people. Give us a heart for the harvest. Make us fishermen, Lord. Make us fishermen, Jesus. Okay. So let's just do it. Let's be doers, not hearers only. There's a lot of people who are lost going to hell. Oh, amen, brother. What are we doing about stopping? 
What do we do? Let's reach them. Let's reach them this year, church. Let's make the devil mad. Let's give havoc to the devil. Let's drive him crazy. Winning the lost. Hallelujah. Get so many people saved, we'll have to enlarge with all the plans we've got. And all of you end up being disciples to baptize the multitudes. All of y'all have your own, uh, not spittoon, your own baptistry. You'll all have your own baptistry to baptize people. Glory to God. We'll all take turns at the fountain. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you all for putting up with me. Hallelujah. Listen, we bless you. We love you. See you that outpouring. See you Sunday morning. God bless you. Greet one another. Tell them you love them. Amen.